All right, looks like I'm off and running. Hi, I'm Dorinda Trick, and this is the beginning of a podcast uh, on the topic of the human spirit, what it is, why it's important, how do we strengthen and nurture our spirits in God, what difference does it make, um, you know, the $64,000 question, you've always heard that uh, before. On Monday morning, you know, sort of, so what? So what? You have a spirit. So what? God designed your spirit to lead your life. So what? Your spirit carries a portion of the light of God, etc., etc. I just wanted to start doing a podcast this year uh, in 2022 because I think that the uh, season for in-person classes is uh, possibly fading. It's it's certainly not an option for me these days and probably not for you as we uh, try to continue to be careful uh, because of the viruses in our world right now. But we can still connect, can we not? And this, again, is a true signature of the kingdom of God, is that God has made us in such a way that we can pour life into one another, spirit to spirit. We don't have to be physically together, although there is certainly uh, a need for that and a time for that, and that is part of being human on planet Earth, but there's also strength and life that we can share with one another, even on a platform like this, a podcast. So today, uh, I want to start with the first book that I wrote back in 2017 entitled In Spirit and Truth, and just sort of start from the beginning on this whole theology of the human spirit, uh, just begin to sort of march um, out some of the sort of basic building blocks and the foundation for a theology on the human spirit. Uh, reassuring you right out of the gate that this is based in Scripture. For all of my listeners who are Christians, this, of course, is critical. Uh, You want to be sure that uh, I am not uh, making this up, but that it is based on the Word of God. So let's just begin with session one, an introduction to In Spirit and Truth. Some of you have walked with the Lord all your life. You know Him and you know His Word but you feel as if you've hit a block in your walk with the Lord. You feel empty deep inside. You've gone to Bible studies, Christian conferences, and church services. You've even volunteered, yet nothing seems to fill that emptiness. Deep inside, you know there's got to be more in your relationship with God, and whatever that more is, it is very big. You may have tried to put it into words. You can't, but that doesn't make it any less real. I'm going to take a risk right now, right, and suggest to you that these deep down inside thoughts and feelings you have actually come from your own spirit. I'm also going to suggest to you that your spirit, partnering with the Holy Spirit, got you to this podcast today. I know this because I know how passionate God is to fill your emptiness. Salvation in Jesus Christ is God's tremendous gift to us. But it alone does not satisfy the hunger that we feel for more of God. You may feel bad that you're still hungry after all that God has done for you, but what if God has even more? Listen with your spirit to the Word of God for you from John chapter 10, verse 10b. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. You know, there are many sincere believers who are hungry for more of God in their lives. And so in this podcast, I'm going to show you what God has done to fill this deepest void 
to satisfy your spiritual hunger. The key to fulfillment in God rests in knowing how He divinely and strategically made you. And once you know this, you're not going to feel hungry or empty anymore. You're going to know that you know that you know you're in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing. This is the sense of legitimacy that God wants you to have, and then you will feel totally legitimate and loved by God. Spirit comes first. God is spirit. Jesus tells us in John 4.24, God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. In 1 Thessalonians 5.23 and 24, we read, and listen to this with your spirit, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. The first verse shows us God is spirit, and he wants to connect with us, spirit to spirit. The second verse shows us God has made us a certain way, and that way begins with our spirit. Then we have this promise, and this is from John chapter 17, verse 19, the Amplified Translation. And so for their sake and on their behalf, I sanctify myself, that they may be sanctified, dedicated, consecrated, made holy in the truth. The Lord, by His Spirit, has taken it upon Himself to make us whole and holy, spirit, soul, and body then we won't just be ready, but we'll also be blameless when He returns. This divine order, spirit, soul, and body, is also found in the first commandment, and that's Luke chapter 10, verse 27. Listen with your spirit to the Word of God for you. Love the Lord with all, with, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind. Heart is another word for spirit. Your spirit, your heart, and soul are two different things, two distinct parts of you. Most of us don't know that. I certainly didn't when I first came into this material. Most of us believe our spirit and soul are the same thing, but they're not. Notice the part God mentions first in His command to love Him with all of our being, our heart or spirit. Until we know who we are in our own spirit, we cannot truly fulfill the first commandment. Let's face it, most of us jump over the first commandment to do the second commandment, to love our neighbor as ourselves, but this is not God's best for us. Before you can love your neighbor as yourself, you must know who God made you to be. This is your spiritual identity. You deserve to know it. God has placed a portion of His very nature in the deepest part of you, a deposit He made before the foundation of the world. When you begin to allow God to show you who you really are in your spirit, then you can receive His love in the most powerful way, the way that is unique to who He made you to be, who you truly are in Him. Think of it this way. You know, God tailors His love for each one of us. There are things you know about about God that I'll never know. In the same way, there are ways that God communicates with me that He has not shown you. This is why the body of Christ is so powerful. We each have a piece of Him to share with others. Then as we come together, we celebrate His multifaceted character through us. 
You know, I think some of us see God as sort of a robot dad who uses the exact same love language, language with all his kids, and that's not so. He made each one of us unique, so our relationship with him would be unique. Your relationship with God should be the most unique and intimate relationship in your life, even before your relationship with your spouse, best friend, or children. Learning how to nurture your spirit enables you to recognize and receive God's unique, personal, intimate love for you. You'll begin to see and then trust the special way you were made to relate to God, and you'll burst forth with love for your Creator, obeying the first commandment when you do. You'll experience explosive spiritual growth with love filling the void you felt and shattering the glass ceiling in your walk with God. As you begin to recognize God's design of you, a greater sense of His love and forgiveness will come over you. You will finally be able to really see yourself through God's eyes and feel His love shining on you. To know God loves you is one thing, but to feel it in the deepest part of who you are is strength for living. And if we ever needed strength for living, we need it now, folks. This is my personal testimony. The first time the Word of God was ministered directly to my spirit, the part of me that God made to know I'm loved no matter what, deep-seated shame about my legitimacy dissolved, and so did I, into a million tears. With the shame gone, I began opening up to receive God's love in the very core of my being, and I was 47 years old. So, you know, my question to you is this, is it ever too late to feel the love, the power of the love of God in the deepest part of your being? No. (laughs) When I first came to the Lord, I didn't know what it meant to love the Lord with all that was within me, so I did what I knew to do. I went to church, I read my Bible, I began listening to praise and worship music. I moved away from the things that were not wholesome, right? I followed the models around me, and that was not bad. Men, you know, that was while that was not bad, many of the believers I was following were not very hungry people. They seemed to have it all figured out when it came to walking with God. The things they shared with me were good things, but they were simply not enough for me. Can you relate to that at all? My understanding needed to change. Now I understand, and you will too as you continue with me in this series, that God designed me and Perhaps he's designed you differently from many of these good people. It's not that they were bad people. They were good people, but they were designed quite differently from me. And of course, I didn't know that at the time. So I fell into an old pattern, and perhaps this is a pattern that you found that you've fallen into by comparing yourself to others. I compared myself to them, and when I fell short, I felt guilty. I felt wrong. I didn't speak up. I just kept it to myself. So many people compare themselves to other people. And it's really wrong-headed because they, you, me, we're not designed like those other people. God has designed us in a very unique way. And again, we'll learn more about this as we continue on in this study together. So I wind it up today with this, don't buck the system. And we all have received that message at different times in our lives in different contexts. The message the church sends seems clear enough. It's the same one that I grew up with in my family. And this is it. Be okay with what we're giving you. Who we need you to be is who you are. Don't buck the system. It works quite well. Thank you very much. Along with this message comes an expectation 
to give to God something that actually comes from Him first, love. He is love. You are not. And until you know your spirit and the way God made you to love and interact with Him, you're not going to be able to fulfill the first, much less the second commandment. Simply put, God wants to show your spirit His love first. Love loves you. He wants to show you how He has deposited His redeeming life into your deepest being. Once you begin to receive His love in this way, you'll want to love Him with everything you've got. And the scripture in Romans eight thirty-eight and 39 will come to life. Listen with your spirit. I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. When you start to recognize the life of God that He's placed inside you, you'll begin to see that you're truly worth something to this world. You can do something, and you do belong. This is true legitimacy. It is based on receiving the love of God in your own spirit, the part of you He made to lead you in life, the part that is made to carry His image to the world.